Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. I'll be ready for the Word of God. Come on, somebody. Ready for the Word of God. So good. Well, if you'd grab your Bibles, I know you've been standing for a moment. Just grab your Bibles. Stand with me just, one, one, just two more minutes as we read the Scriptures together. Coast Mesa, let's all read this together. And today I'm going to begin a new series of, of talks or messages, sermons, call it what you want, conversations. Everybody has all these names for today. I'm just going to preach the Word, all right? So it's a whole new series of messages that I had planned on speaking on gratitude. Now, you might think, Pastor, how could you talk about gratitude after all we've been through this year with the pandemic and it's, you know, with, uh, you know, it seems like there's so much division and all that's going on and how how can I talk gratitude when I had to teach my kids homeschool them and I don't even know if they're going to make it next year. Come on somebody, right? You're like, I don't know. How am I going to talk on gratitude when sales are going down, business, things are closing? Here's how, because I believe that this year, and I want to challenge this thought that this year. That if we can find how to be grateful in the midst of all that we've been through, it is going to develop you to be more like Christ and it's going to build a maturity. And I want to challenge the thought that when you have an opportunity to be ungrateful is the moment God wants you to be most, most grateful because you have God on your side. And I believe Christians, I got two claps, okay, Christians should be the most grateful people because we got a hope. Say, I got a hope. I got a hope. That's right. And when you gather later this month to eat pumpkin pie with your family and turkey and ham and, and you got to have beans and rice from all the Latinos. Come on, somebody. You know, it's like, you know, whatever you're going to eat, right, somebody? It's like, wait, 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 mashed potatoes, turkey, yams, and beans and rice. Okay, amen. So praise God. Okay. Soy Latinos, puede eso. But, you know, it's, it's, we, we, we are going to gather and we're not going to be like, what a year, guys. We all, you know, no, we're going to say... God is with us. God is good. God, come on, I'm hopeful. Come on, let me get an amen. And the best is yet to come. Come on, somebody. Let's read this verse. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Four, four passages today will serve as our foundational text that we'll study over the next coming weeks. Thessalonians. And then Christmas is around the corner. Okay, stay focused. Thanksgiving first. Some of y'all need prayer. Putting up your Christmas tree. Anyway, all right. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14 through 18. It says this. It says, and we urge you, brothers and sisters, talking to all of us. He says, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak and be patient with everyone. I, I mean, I could preach just that sentence right there. In fact, turn to the person you came with and say, be patient with me. Say, be patient with me, okay? Be patient with everyone. God's working on them. God's developing them. Some take longer than others, but we, we believe God can do miracles. Verse 15, it says, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strives to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Now, these last three verses, I want you to pay close attention here because Paul is going to reveal to us God's will. He says, rejoice always. When should we rejoice? Always. Pray continually. When should we pray? Continually. In verse 18, it says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is, watch this now, God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Did you catch that? God's will for you is to have a heart of gratitude in all circumstances. God wants to grow us and mature us. And I want to challenge the thought 
that when you, are, have, when you can be most complained and ungrateful is the moment to display a heart of gratitude because God is good. Amen. Let's pray one more time. Father, I thank you this morning. We've gathered for no other reason but to submit ourselves to the mighty hand of God. And I'm, again, as we pray, Father, let your word minister to us, God. Allow me to communicate nothing other than your holy word and your holy scripture to your holy set-apart people, Father. Build up the church of God, and may we be encouraged to be people of gratitude today and to be people of hope because we know that you're in control. Bless this time we have together. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. Give God one more clap. You may be seated. And just turn to someone and say, I'm grateful. Say that, I'm grateful. Hey, forgot to give you the title of my message. Today, the title of my message is Where Gratitude Grows. Someone say, gratitude grow. (laughs) Where gratitude grows. I want to talk to you today about gratitude, about gratitude. And it's during this time, November, of course, Thanksgiving is coming up. And and, uh, Thanksgiving is not a biblical holiday, so I just always want to give biblical context. But Thanksgiving is a biblical concept. And so um, in the Bible, there were Thanksgiving offerings and, and moments of praise and thanksgiving. But it is a powerful biblical concept that I think is something we all need to develop in our lives because Christ wants us to develop. And as we read in the verses, it is God's will. Gratefulness is powerful. Gratefulness is powerful. I've always said you'll never be great until you learn to be grateful. Trust me, you'll never be great until you learn to be grateful. Now, the hard thing about gratefulness, here's just my opening thoughts here for the series. The thing about gratitude that's so difficult is if we're all honest, we're not even used to being grateful when things are going good. So now when things go bad, <laughs> you already know we ain't gonna be grateful. Come on, somebody, right? So when everything's going great, we're not we're like, I don't know, I don't know, you know what happened with it. But then when things go bad. So God's like, I want you to be grateful in all circumstances. Now, the powerful thing about this verse, I remember when I gave my life to Christ, and if you're new to, new to Christ, like you've been, you know, gave your, you've been serving Jesus maybe for under a year or six months, you maybe just started serving God, and, or even if you're a mature believer, been serving God for years. But I remember when I first came, came to know Christ and, and I started reading my Bible for the first time, and, and man, I didn't know anything about the Bible. And I, and I always like to share this part of my testimony because I know there's somebody out there that you may feel like maybe you, you're behind on the word of God, but I remember reading the Bible and I didn't know, I thought the book of Job was how to get a job, J-O-B. Okay, come on, somebody. All right, tough crowd. Okay. I didn't know anything about the Bible. I mean, Jonah and the whale, and, and I met a friend say, you know, David and Goliath. I'm like, who's Goliath? Who's David? I knew nothing about the Bible, literally nothing. And so when I, when I started reading the Bible and I gave my life to Christ, one of the greatest things that I'd always pray for, which we should pray for, was, God, I want to know your will. Anybody want to know God's will for your life? Yeah, I want. Yes, we do. All of us. Like, God, what's your will for my life? And I remember always praying praying, God, I want to know your will for my life. Do you want me to do this? Do you want me to go here? Should I go to this college? Should I, should I, should I date this person? Come on, right? Should, should I go here? And, and, and oh, oh, remember, just always praying, God, show me your will. And it's funny because during that time, like, you know how we get intense Christians? Like, like you got punched in the stomach, show me your will. And I was like, I want to know. And, and sometimes I feel like God's hiding it. Like, where is it, God? Is it here? Is it there? Is it? And, and, and then as I started reading the Bible, I let the Bible teach me And I came upon these verses. And in Thessalonians, the Bible says, rejoice always, pray continually. And it says, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for your life. And it kind of punched me me in the gut and made me realize that maybe I was putting God's will 
on a place I needed to be instead of a person I needed to become. Okay, someone's going to get it. Okay, let me find it. Maybe I was putting God's will on a place I needed to be. Maybe God's will is over there. Maybe God's telling me I need to move to Texas. Maybe God's telling and honestly, you can pray if God's calls you to do that. You know, maybe God's telling me I need to go over here. Maybe God, I feel God telling me I need to, I need to, you know, maybe ask this person out. And, and you start, but may, what I'm saying is we often put God's will on a place to be instead of a person to become. And I want to challenge the thought today that I believe that what God is doing right now in your life, because he's doing it in my life, I know this is true about you because it's true about me in my marriage, is God is far more concerned on who I'm becoming than where I'm going. Come on, somebody, say amen. But sometimes we tend to get more caught up in where I'm going than who I'm becoming. And God is more, 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 uh, more concerned about our character than being a character. Okay, anyway. So God's more concerned, right? You heard y'all say, but, but God's more concerned with our holiness and our happiness. He's more concerned with who we're becoming in the process. Because how many of you know you can reach the so quote unquote places of success, but not become the person God wants you to be when you get there. And God wants you. So right now say this, say God is working on who I'm becoming. And the Bible actually gives us these three things. And man, these three things, you could just live your whole life on these. These right here. He says, rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. Now, I can't think of a better time that we need these three, these three verses, okay? And I'm talking about the pandemic. I'm talking about things getting shut down. I'm talking about unemployment shoot skyrocketing. I'm talking about, you know, of course, all the division that we see right now. And, and, and I think that one of the greatest detriments is as believers, we start to lose our joy. We start to lose our belief in prayer and we start to lose our, grat- our heart of gratefulness because we associate it with what's around us as opposed to who's with us. Come on, somebody. And so I want you to write this down. This is opening thoughts. Let me give you your first point. I know. Stay with me. I'll give it to you in a second. But just write this down. I want you to write these two words down. The milk of the word and the meat of the word. There are two parts of the Bible. In Hebrews, it says, it talks about how you know, you should not be always on the milk of the word, but you need to mature to the meat of the word. So there's the lechita and the carnesada. Come on, somebody. All right. So the milk of the word and the meat of the word. The milk of the word. Come on, take some note takers or world shakers. If not, if you've got a good memory, then just jot it down right here. The milk of the word is to comfort you, but the meat of the word is to change you. Okay. The milk, like my, 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 my son, he's one year old, he wakes up in the middle of the night. Baba. And he wants milk. He wants to be comfortable. He wants his baba. But if he's going to develop, he's going to have to eat more than a little milky. Got to eat some protein, some meat. And the meat of the word, you always know when you come to the meat of the word because the meat of the word challenges you, it confronts you, and it causes you to change. Now, if we're all honest, we love the milk of the word. Blessed and highly favored. Praise God. Whew, made me feel good. Right? 
We love the milk. The milk is great. It comforts. Ooh, just a little warm lechita. You know what I mean? Little, okay, some of you more, more bougie. Okay, a little froth. You know what I mean? A little, little steam. You know what I mean? A little latte. You know, I want the milk. Just the milk, just, it just comforts me. And it's good. I'm not, I'm not downplaying the milk of the word. It's beautiful. I love the promises of God. I love the scriptures that, that just give me hope that all things are worked together for good. I, man, and I, that's even in my notes today. I love those. But I, I don't want you to discount or to overlook the meat, because the meat is what challenges you. The meat is what confronts you. The meat is what changes you, because that's when the scripture just like, pow, just punches you and says, be thankful in all circumstances. I don't want to be thankful right now. <laughs> I want lechita. Come on, somebody. That's when the, when, the, when the meat of the word tells you and it says, pray continually. Even when you don't see me, pray again. Even when you don't think, you know, anything can happen, he says, rejoice even always. And it, that it confronts you. And as believers, and this, 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 is, this, is, this is a tough part for, for, for pastors and preaching, because when we often get to the confrontation parts of the scripture, when the Bible says, you know, you have to pick up your cross and die to yourself and follow him, you don't get no claps, no amens, ain't nobody taking notes. They're like, okay, get to the good stuff, pastor. Come on, you know, talk, talk. But, but I'm telling you, that is the good stuff. Because when you start to say, God, grow me, God, mature me, God, make me more like Christ, that's when you begin to dis, uh, disattach yourself from being a circumstantial Christian and being a Christian that lives in faith and is connected not to the frequency of, of this world, but to the frequency of heaven. Say amen. Say, I want the meat of the word. So my goal today is to give you the meat of the word. So Amen. So we're going to just fillet that thing right here. It might be a little tougher than a $1 steak, but it's okay. Come on, somebody. Just, just go. Some of you get that later. Oh, that's what he meant, $1 steak. You know? But anyway, so just we get into that, okay? Because God wants to grow us. Listen to me. You know, we have something called Grow Track at Freedom House, and I'm not, I'm not promoting a program here. I'm promoting a process that we help you grow. But we have a process that Grow Track helps the Costa Mesa Fullerton even online virtually. Because there's one thing, I'm a, I'm a, I want to look right into the camera, I want to look to everybody who's at Fullerton, I want you to hear this right now. I pray you succeed in every area of life, believe me, I really do. Our campus pastors, they want to be there for you, I want to be there for you, uh, you know, we want to serve, we're here to serve, but listen to me. What's most important to me is that you're growing in your walk with God. That's most important to me. Now, I'm not saying what you're going through isn't valuable. But I'll tell you what's most valuable is that you're growing in your walk with God. That you are more like Christ next year than you were this year. That's the most important thing. And that ain't easy, but that's the goal. God wants to make you like Christ. Some of you are like, you got a long way to go, God. Good luck. <laughs> Just pray for me now, Pastor, because I'm like, if the scale from one to 10, I'm like negative five, okay? It's all right. We're ready to go. Come on, Pastor Lou, Pastor Brian, we're ready to go. Come on, somebody. Hey, man, we all got a lot of work, but let's just roll up our sleeves and let's do this, okay? But is that you grow. And this is why you come to church. Some of you, it's like, it's like the gym, okay? You come, you know, you don't, skip, you don't skip the gym, right? Right? Because every time you go to the gym, you're building muscle. Every time you go to church, you're building your faith. You're becoming like Christ. Every time you read your Bible, all of that, okay? Amen. Let me give you a first point. Okay, why'd I sell that? I sell this, this, because watch this now. Here's how gratitude grows, and let's get into the meat of this word. Because here in, in, Thessal in Thessalonians, Paul's writing this, and here, write this down. Gratitude grows in my prayer life. Write this down. Gratitude grows in my prayer life. Now, when Paul was writing 
Thessalonians, stay with me here because the context of the writing of the Holy, of, of God's word brings to life our context. Because when Paul was writing this about being grateful, things weren't going good. This was not like, oh, Paul's writing this and it's a beautiful time and they're just all, you know, uh, frolicking and, 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 and the dandelions and just, no, it meant the church was under persecution. Uh, the Roman empire was in power. They were persecuting Christians. And I'm not talking about disliking their, their picture and putting a bad comment on their, on their social media. I'm talking about they were dragging them out of their homes. They were, they literally wouldn't let them buy any groceries if they were Christians. If they saw them in church, they would disassociate themselves. They were coming from family. They would literally, uh, and the Bible says that they were sawed in two. They were literally hung upside down on crosses. It was brutal. They were persecuting the Christians. And here Paul, in the middle of all this, is saying, rejoice. In the middle of all this, yes, yeah, crazy almost. He's saying, pray continually. And he's like, give thanks and all. So he's like, they're like, Paul, you know, they don't even, they don't even want to sell me groceries right now. But he's like, we are going to praise God because we know God is with us. And he's like, how is it going to grow? The way gratitude grows is in verse 17. Because watch this, let's read it again. He says, pray continually. Then the next sentence says, give thanks in all circumstances. In other words, how my gratitude grows is it grows in my prayer life. Now, when I say prayer life, I'm not just talking about, you know, that moment. And there is a powerful moment when you go into your prayer closet. But Paul didn't say when you go in your prayer cause he said pray continually what does that mean to pray continually means that I never I never I never hang up the phone on my conversation to God so gratitude happens in my prayer life let me show you because we're in the meat of the word here it happens because I don't approach my prayer life as a certain like you know and again just I always try to qualify my statements I want to misunderstand where I'm going here but sometimes people associate their prayer life with beads and they go bead by bead all the way around and that's my prayer life or they associate their prayer life when they go to a certain you know uh, little altar and they see a statue and they say that's my prayer life or they associate their prayer life when I see my food and I'm going to pray for my food or they associate their prayer life when the pastor prays. But Paul is saying, no, how you're going to be connected and mature is you got to pray continually all the time, all day long as you're speaking to God. Now, that doesn't mean that you go, stop right now. I'm praying, Father in heaven, hallelujah. You know, what that means is my line is open to God, is you're just always praying. I mean, my, my wife, I, my wife caught this on me the other day because I walk around, I always say, thank you, Holy Ghost. And I'm just like, I'm always saying, God, you can speak to me. Is my gratitude grows because my prayer life is always connected to God. Is my spiritual umbilical cord saying, God, I know it's all going to be good, and I know I have no reason to lose hope because I'm connected to you. Someone say, I'm connected to God. What's our connection to God? It's better than 5G Verizon. It's called prayer. Someone say, prayer is my connection to God. And you always see gratitude leave a believer is when their prayer life is diminishing. God wants us to be in prayer and to be connected to him. It's connected in our prayer life. Psalms 92 in verse number one, it says this, it is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the most high. It is good. I want you to go with me to Philippians chapter four and verse six. This is not in your notes, but just turn your Bibles. Come on, we can still use our Bibles. You know how to use that thing? Come on, somebody, your app. Media team, can you go to Philippians chapter four, verse six? God just dropped this verse in my, my spirit right now. Philippians chapter four and verse six. Here's what the Bible says. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, what does the Bible say? Pray about some things. No, what does it say? Pray about everything. Philippians 4, 6, and the New Living Translation. It says, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. 
Isn't it interesting that prayer is connected with thanksgiving? Why? Because when I'm praying, I'm thanking God because I'm putting my requests and I'm putting my problem to God. I'm saying, God, you're in control and I'm thankful because you're on my side. I'm gonna tell you when, you should, when you're not thankful is because you, if you don't have God, you're like, God, if I gotta deal with this myself, I'm jacked up. But God, thank you that I have you in my life. I have you working for me. I have you going forward. I have your protection and your power behind me. Say amen. So we need to do this. Now, prayer, I often say this, is not the spare wheel. Prayer, prayer, prayer is not your spare tire, I'm sorry. Prayer is the wheel. And just say, Jesus, take the wheel. Come on, it's a good song on that. You gotta write a song like that. So Psalms, Psalms 100 and verse one through five. Let's read some verses here. Come on, let's read the Bible. The Bible says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is, who, who, is, it is he who made us and we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Just put a good amen on that. Psalms 103, verse one through five. I'm I'm trying to build you up today with gratitude. The Bible says like this. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Just say, thank you, Jesus, right there. He heals all his diseases. Verse four, who redeems you from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Verse five, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle. Come on, someone say, I feel like an eagle. Hi, my older crowd. Just say, that's right. I feel like an eagle. Let's go. So he's telling us that we need to be grateful in these areas so that we can begin to grow in the things that God has for us. Number two, point number two, write this down. How does our gratitude grow? Gratitude grows when I place my total trust in God. Someone say total trust. Come on, say total trust. You see, in these times and in every time really in our lives, not just right now, God wants our total trust in him. Now again, we're talking about me to the word. He wants our total trust because what ends up happening is we tend to think, God, I'll trust you when I understand. God never told you you were going to understand everything. He told you to trust him in everything. Is that, God, I trust you. So I die to myself and I recognize that I put my total trust in you, God. Everything is that you're in control. And I often say this, but every victory in your life will be on the other side of your obedience and trust in God. When you say, God, I am going to trust you. I am going to put my whole, uh, you know, uh, uh, life in your hands. I know, God, that, it, that you, Father, are in control. I know that you're at work. I know that you're doing something. I know, God, that, that even when I don't see you, I know, Father, that you're going to, be, you're, you're actually sending angels, God. I know that you're in the background. I know, Father, that in my heart's heart, that, God, you are the one who's going to get the glory out of every situation, even when it looks like the devil might be winning in your life. You know that, God, God is going to give you victory. Come on, say amen. But we need to trust in God. Someone say trust in God. We trust in God. Now, Thessalonians is going to tell us where to trust God. And again, this is important because we need to be people of trust 
not people of panic. Verse Thessalonians 5 and 18 says this. It says, give thanks in all circumstances. Watch this, for this is God's will for your life. Now, don't misread that. Because the Bible didn't say to give thanks for everything. The Bible said to give thanks in everything. Okay? He didn't say give thanks for it. So, like, the Bible's not telling you that if you're sick, to say, oh, thank God I'm sick today. Praise God. This is fantastic. I love being sick. Ain't nobody love being sick. You know? The Bible's not telling you to be thankful for your car breaking down. Oh, praise God, my car broke down. This is fantastic. Thank you, Lord. You blessed me with a broken down car. Come on now. Okay. The Bible's not telling you to praise God for your, your car getting stolen or you losing your job or you falling behind. In your, that's not, the Bible didn't say to give thanks for everything. The Bible says give thanks in everything. That means trusting God. God, I'm going to be at a place of maturity. I'm going to be at a place of the meat of the word. I'm going to be at a place of knowing who my God is. I'm going to be at a place of knowing that even when COVID hits, pandemic hits, even when I see division in the world, I'm going to find a place to know God. I know that even when I look around me, that God, you are still in control. So I'm still going to share the gospel. I'm still going to pray for people. I'm still going to have my testimony. I'm not not going to backslide. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to live for God no matter what. Say amen. In everything. That means you got to find God in everything. Now this is hard. This is real talk. To find God in everything sometimes is difficult because oftentimes when we're going through something, we see all the twists and the turns. We see all, 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 all the things that might happen, but we say, no, God, you're in control. You're in control right here, right now. I trust you, so I give thanks in every circumstance because I know you are good. And I know that 2021, because it can't get any worse than 20, come on somebody, amen, pandemic, shut down, all that stuff, come on somebody. We know God is for us. To me, I think believers, listen to me now, should be the most grateful people. Believers, we should be the most grateful people. Like always, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm on God's side. Oh yeah, I'm on the winning team. Oh yeah, I read the end of the Bible. We win. Come on, somebody. And regardless of this, don't, I'm going to put my hope in the Lord. I'm going to put my hope in Jesus that God is in control. So I'm going to give him thanks in every circumstance. Say every circumstance. You see, when we give thanks, the Bible says, here's what the Bible says, okay? It says that, that give thanks and also for this is God's will. So we can make it very simplistic. When I'm giving thanks, I'm in God's will. When I'm not giving thanks, I'm out of God's will. <laughs> Come on now. We complicate it because we think, am I in God's will because I took this job? And God's like, I'm more concerned if you're actually becoming a person who trusts me. We think, am I in God's will because, you know, I responded to that DM. Oh, come on, somebody. Am I in God's will? Because, you know, did I go to the right college? And again, I'm not, I'm not downplaying that, okay? You should pray about those things. But we tend to get so wrapped up on a place where we are going to be instead of a person we are going to become. We need to say, God, I'm going to learn to trust you even when my kids act up. Got four claps. Come on. No. Not that time. That time, I'm about to lose my mind. Come on, take my, let's go. <laughs> my trust is in God. 
There is no defeat for believers. Why is that? Because even when it looks like you're defeated, you still got victory in Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody. Say amen. Okay. We, we, we got the hope of the world. So my mentality is a mentality of trust. It is a mentality of God. I know that you are in control. Watch this verse, Habakkuk chapter three, verse 17 and 18. It says, even though the fig tree has no blossoms, and there are no grapes on the vines. And even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren and the flocks, uh, and, and though the flocks die off in the fields and you might've got a furlough or you might've got a, you know, a demotion or something, the cattle barns are empty and your bank account seems empty. Verse eight, I love how he says here, he says, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. I love how he says, yet I'm going to rejoice. Why? Because my, my, my hope, my trust is not in things. It is in God. Come on, somebody say amen. He will pick us up. He will bring us through. Number three, write this down. I'm wrapping up here. Let me land the plane. Gratitude grows. Gratitude grows. Let me get the word stream up here. It says, gratitude grows because we know something. Tell the person you came with, say, I know something. Say it again. Say, I know something. I don't say this. Say it like this. Say, I don't know everything, but I know something. <laughs> I know something. And here's what I know. God's in control. Now, let me give you some milk real quick, Okay. Romans chapter 8 and verse 20. Now, I'm not saying this is not meat. It's powerful. But Romans chapter 28. This is going to encourage somebody. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Verse 28. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 28. Here's what the Bible says here. Romans chapter 8 and 28. It says, and we know. Stop right there. And we what? No. And we what? No. Okay, I want you to circle that word. Underline it. Highlight it in your notes. And we know. Stay with me here, mature believer. Notice the Bible didn't say, and we see. It says, and we what? Know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purposes. Stay with me here. Don't miss the point. Paul says to the church that's in Rome, back to the Roman Empire, they're under persecution, things are going, you know, haywire, church places are divided, all kinds of things are happening, and everybody's wondering, God, are you in control, God? Where are you? It looks like things are happening, what's going on? And Paul says, everybody calm down, because we know something the world doesn't know. We know something that they don't know. We know something that you won't find in a science book. We know something you won't find in a philosophy class. We know something that wasn't written by no astronomical person. We know something that is not in your horrible scope. We know something that you won't find on Google. We know something you won't see on YouTube. We know something your cousin Smokey won't tell you. We know something your Theo, your Theo. We know something that the world doesn't know we know that God works for the good all things and God is going to get the glory out of 2020 I may not know about coronavirus I don't know about this I don't know about the 
tallying of votes, but what I know is God is in control and he is going to get the glory and I'm going to worship, I'm going to preach, I'm going to pray, I'm going to raise my kids through the Bible, I am going to live for God, I'm going to have integrity, I'm going to be Christ-like, I ain't going to be ghetto-like, I'm going to be Christ-like and we're going to see God move. Come on, shout amen. Tell your neighbor, I know something. Say, I don't know everything, but I know something. God works for the good. And for that reason, I'm going to cut my turkey later this month. Put some yams, caramelized. Double, because no diets on Thanksgiving. I'm going to have my family. I said, guys, we have so much to be grateful for. They're going to be like, they're going to be like, what? Grateful for what? Where were you 2020? That local is the guy, you know what I mean? I'm not grateful. No, guys, I'm grateful. See, you start operating that way, believers. The world looks at you like Scooby-Doo. What do you mean you're grateful? 2020 has been like hell. Say, I know. But I also know something. Come on, somebody. You're going to walk out of here with a new walk. You'll be like, yeah, I know something. I know something. I don't know everything, but I know something. My God will work it all for the good according to his purpose. His purpose. My role is to trust him. Say it again. Say, I know something. I know something. something. Is that God is in control. So I'll be grateful. I'll be so grateful. And if you're going through a hard time, not only do you know something, but you also can know someone. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And my gratitude is not found in what's in my pocket. My gratitude is found in what's in my heart. And Jesus, the Savior of my soul, the maker of heaven and earth, my trust is in the Lamb of God, the Creator. He's a good God. He's a good God. He's a good God. He's a good God. I said, He's a good God. I said, He's a good God. I feel it. He's a good God. Oh, he's a good God. I feel the Lord. He's a good God. So I'm going to sing a little louder. I'm going to pray a little louder. Come on. I'm going to pray a little more. I'm going to rejoice always. Come on, somebody. So I'm going to give praise. I'm going to walk around with another skip of my step. Be like, why are you so happy? I'm happy because I know that my God is in control and that he is going to get the glory. And he puts who he wants to put in authority. And God does what he wants to do. God moves pieces and he makes moves. And my role is not to give opinion, but to give obedience and to worship the Lord. Come on, shout amen. I want you to stand to your feet. Come on, all over, all over the campuses. Come on, stand to your feet. And I want you right now with your hands lifted up towards God, say, Lord, thank you. Even if you have nothing to be thankful for, say, Lord, I thank you. You may think you have nothing to be thankful for, but the truth is you have everything to be thankful for. Yeah, you do. Say, Lord, I thank you. 
because I know something. <laughs> Just say it, I know something. That all things, say it, all things. Say it again, all things. Work together. You're working it, God. Come on, God's working it. He's working it. He's working. All things work together. You're, ooh, you're moving this piece and this piece and that and here and that. Oh, thank you, Lord. Father, bam, man. Ooh, I, okay. You're working. For those who love God, Lord, I love you. I got that part. That part is on me. I got that one. I love you. That's why I'm here. That's why you came to Costa Mesa. That's why you logged online. That's why you're praying because you love God. I know you love God. You love him. Oh, I know you love him. I know you're not perfect. The Bible says all things work together for those who are perfect. It's in all those who love him. God, I love you. I love you, Lord. Come on, give your adoration to God right now. Give him your adoration. Give him your, just begin to tell God, admonish your Savior. Tell your God, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless him by telling him how much you love him. Tell God what you love about him. Don't just love him for what he gives you. Love him for who he is. God, I love you because you're good. I love you. Name the characteristics of God. Name the attributes of God. Come on, name God. I love you, Lord, because you are Jehovah Jireh. You are God. You are are the one who father who it made the heavens and the earth i love you tell him why you love i love him because your mercies are everlasting i love you god because you always have a plan god i love you lord because you are the one who is in charge of the heavenly host of angels you sit on the throne god and nothing can dethrone you nothing on earth nothing that is visible or invisible can dethrone the god that we serve i come on begin to tell the lord how much you love him right now he wants to hear you just like a father who wants to hear his kids say, I love you. I'm telling you that is the most powerful thing you can tell your God is your adoration and your love, your devotion of God. I'm devoted to you. I'm devoted to you, God. I'm devoted to you. I'm not going to bow to false idols. I'm not going to bow to false worship. I'm not going to bow to worry, fear, confusion. I'm not going to bow, God, to any, any demonic attack, to temptation. I'm not going to bow to God, to vision. I'm not going to bow Lord and lose my testimony I am a believer who's grateful because God is in control Lord I give you my and we know that God works all things together for the good those love God and according to his purpose in Jesus name come on let's worship him let's worship him thanks for joining us today we pray you were encouraged by this message show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.